0: Hello and welcome to Yesterday's News today, April 17th, 1912. (sighs) Scientists have come up with new ways of detecting icebergs in the North Atlantic after the tragic events of the Titanic this week. Harry Quimby, the first licensed female pilot in the United States, has successfully flown across the English Channel. Another first for the ladies. And finally, the parents of Kim Song-Joo are celebrating the birth of their glorious baby boy. The world will remember him by another name.
1: That was a bit of news from 1912, April the 17th, which means this could only be yesteryear's news today. I'm Johnny. Or I'm Shane. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Shane. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, and you? Ah, good. We've worked our way up to 1912. New week. New, yeah. new year. Yeah. And this week we have some some very interesting stuff some uh, there's a few there's something there there's some stuff there i'd never yeah. heard of before but
0: yeah I'm, I'm gonna jump right into that which is the big one first to start us off because what, was,
1: what, was it, what titan I, I didn't understand that word <laughs> titanic titanic yeah is that oh is that was oh, that a, was that a <laughs> earthquake or something no it
0: was it was a, it was a really big airplane that oh. crashed into <laughs> the moon <laughs> in 1912 um we happened to land on the week that the Titanic sank, eh, which I think is the first time we've landed on the same week as like an actual major historical event. You mean an
1: obscure
0: <laughs> story <laughs> that <laughs> Johnny knows nothing about <laughs> for some reason. Do you remember the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio in it and he's on the boat?
1: Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Or the plane, no, no, it's an older one. one. He's on a boat in that too. You, you mean to tell me Leonardo DiCaprio made two movies on a boat? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well. Yes, I, I am familiar with the Titanic. <laughs> with the Titanic. <laughs>
0: Vaguely. Vaguely, yeah. yeah. The, in, the, the unsinkable ship. I've all.
1: only mm-hmm. seen those 500 plus movies. Docu- yeah, <laughs> Docu- Documentaries.
0: Every year. yeah, We're not, we're not going to go too much into it because everyone knows about the Titanic and just that movie which as I discovered by reading newspapers from, so it happened this week um, in 1912 and Every newspaper had their first like six pages of their newspaper were something about the Titanic yeah, yeah. Uh, for the whole week, like every day of the week. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. And uh, but amazingly, as I'd said to Johnny just there off microphone, and then and then you said to me, "Oh no, 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 no! Don't tell me anymore." <laughs> oh, yeah. um, was it was loads of little stories I read that were all like minor characters or little things you hear you saw in. The James Cameron 1997 blockbuster. Terminator 2. Terminator (laughs) 2. And and, uh, like simple things of like, you know, stuff, little stories you always heard of like the quartet, string quartet played to the last possible moment and this kind of stuff. And that the captain insisted on going down with the ship and all this kind of stuff. And there's a couple of bios of, like, people going, well, it was a very calm affair, actually. You know, things, and there's other things of, like, descriptions of, like, people screaming and dying and fighting for lifeboats. So it seemed to be a really kind of mixed affair, depending what floor you were on, I think. it was. Yeah, and
1: wasn't it, like, didn't the actual sinking last for, like, two hours and 40 minutes or so? Hmm.
0: There was one description I read there of a guy, and he was saying how he didn't actually see it sink. Because the way he was sitting in the boat, it was uncomfortable for him to look back. So he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's. that's... And he couldn't tell you exactly
1: when it sank. But imagine, like, if it took that long, you know, there's a whole range of emotions you can go Uh, through. Plus, for two and a half hours, you know, oh, I'm facing death, I'm dying. And then, like, into hour two, you're like, still not getting out of this. Yeah. uh, You probably do just.
0: And once the electrics went out, they probably couldn't see anything anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's it. Um, but I came across this slightly interesting kind of related story that I read in a newspaper. Um, and this is a uh, new invention gives gives warning of the danger of icebergs. And this is loads of research was done into this uh, from scientists and uh, like uh, weather bureau and weather departments and stuff like that between. England and uh, America they were trying to find ways to help get early warnings that icebergs because the big thing was that usually it was the spring defrost that caused icebergs to come down yeah, yeah. into the Atlantic Ocean and actually the iceberg that the Titanic hit it was kind of a surprise they were warned to a point that oh there could be some icebergs but it was still very early in the season for them to be that far south Yeah, so they weren't too worried about it like it was just standard procedure for somebody to be on iceberg watch yeah, yeah.
1: wasn't another thing like didn't they ship ahead of them like actual radio that there was an iceberg but they turned it off for the night like yeah was, there's like, all those social minutes, mad stories like they're like 10 minutes late from actually receiving the signal or something
0: yeah yeah' loads crazy. of mad things on like that and uh and then there was also they'd all been told it was unsinkable so they kind of thought not sure yeah. If we hit an iceberg we'll push it out of our way kind of attitude there was a bit of that i think yeah well. um so this was there's a professor uh ag mccady he, he describes experiments with device to defect flows or detect flows sorry uh that that disaster such as befell the titanic excuse yeah. me sorry Uh, will be placed in the list of improbable events by work being carried uh, on by scientists of the world is believed of is the belief of professor ag mccady of san francisco weather bureau it's a terribly written sentence (laughs) basically he believes it'll be become more and more improbable for people to be the ships to be sunk because of the research he's working on and uh Though he's actually not the one working on it. Um, (laughs) It's really funny the way it's written. Uh, There's Professor Barnes, who's uh, of the physics department of the Magill University. And what he did is he took, there's this, um, what's it called? A microthermograph, which was being used by an English scientist. Uh, I don't have his name there. And he found it was, basically it can record like, very specific changes in temperatures where this guy, Professor Barnes, what he did was he took the existing microthermograph and adapted it and made it better so that it's, uh, it could record changes in temperatures of to 100th of a degree in Fahrenheit so that they could detect r- like really early defrosts. Right. So yeah. they would know that there's a lot more, it's more likely. So if you're, if you have one of these on your ship um so you'd be traveling along and you're like, oh, temperature's gone up by, you know, a sixth of a degree. <laughs> but we're now in the danger zone that there might be more icebergs. So we'll be more cautious. Yeah. Because so, uh, yeah. it could be that tiny amount of temperature, like yeah. the air temperatures and that kind of stuff. So they, as they get more to areas where there would be icebergs, they can figure out by the ambient temperatures whether how likely it is, that kind of stuff. especially if you at night. You can't see them. Even a day, with the horizon, with the sky and the water they, they can be hard to see yeah yeah coming through a
1: mist and stuff
0: yeah. yeah yeah and even with like if there's a lot of breakers coming against the ship and stuff you might really see them ahead of you until it's too late and especially like a ship the size of the titanic
1: turning it was such an ordeal That yeah and the speed it's going like wasn't yeah. that the main thing that was actually the speed they were going it just wasn't possible to yeah turn and then, and then plus there'd be no idea how big the actual iceberg is because you can't see underwater like it could just be the speck of ice that's actually a huge what, sheet yeah. Under the water. yeah um but that's it there was
0: a big long story back on, on about their experiments um which i thought i have here um i do yeah, yeah. um the laboratory the laboratory sorry uh, they've run tests and one successful practical test had been uh, made off the coast of labrador near the scene of the titanic wreck um now they say near but they're on the coast so it's yeah, kind of yeah. like we were in with 500 miles of it yeah similar. it's uh in the grand scheme of things it was quite near um uh, so similar kind of temperatures there were probably
1: really n- nowhere near though because how the Titanic wasn't far from the harbor, wasn't it? It was like four hundred miles or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's probably like a hundred like like, miles. Yeah, like rescue ships got there pretty quickly. From reading through all the papers and like how quickly the news was coming through and everything like that all yeah. happened fairly quickly that they got people there. Um, but that's it. That's, I just thought it was a really interesting, different story that it wasn't about people dying and all that stuff that it was just what scientists were doing at the time they're all like oh we need to try and prevent this and it was yeah, such a, yeah a big thing and this is kind of the big jump on that they all went for this uh, and it,
1: did much come of their research afterwards like how um, I didn't get time to find out unfortunately it faded away probably um, I mean, it was
0: just replaced by newer technology yeah. and, stuff. and uh, then fl- flight came in you see eventually in the next couple of years and the, need, go, the they, need
1: to actually to do this them. was, yeah. It kind of became uh, so I wonder, irrelevant. I wonder, We <laughs> all the talk about how yeah, there's no point covering the Titanic because it's such a covered thing. I guess there is stuff I should have looked up. Because I'm curious, like what, what was the most recent ships to be sunk by an iceberg?
0: Yeah, that's
1: a good one. Should have looked that up. Well, I, should, totally should I, should, I could Google it now, but it's better to live in mystery. Do you want
0: me to look it up while you talk about the next or you have uh, you have some? Look Titanic up while I'm still? gonna
1: adjust my mic. Did you find anything good?
0: I found a list.
1: Well that was perfect timing, just when I got my mic right. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was perfect.
0: I'm not gonna go through the whole list, yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna go from the Titanic up to the most recent. Okay, yeah, because it's not that many. So nineteen twelve, the Titanic, one thousand five hundred and two dead that's crazy! I didn't realize there's that many. Um, nineteen twenty three, the Le Raymond two plus.
1: Wow. <laughs> so,
0: every minute that is. Uh, nineteen fifty nine, uh, Hans, Hertoft. Ninety five people were killed. Then the next one is nineteen ninety one. Wow. Finn Polaris. Nobody died. And then the most recent one is two thousand and seven really the explorer died or the explorer <laughs> sank <laughs> and there was no deaths i was a ship built in 1969
1: but. and you see i i, I wonder I can, again something else we should have looked up but like ms explorer but, yeah. ms explorer i wonder where the was that like one that was in the arctic I'm based on that just in fact it was called the explorer but um. <laughs> it was you know the chances of a hitting an iceberg were pretty much the fitting it <laughs>
0: On the 23rd of November 2007, in the Southern Ocean near the South Shetland Islands.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: the object struck by the explorer made a reported 10 by 4 inch, 25 by 10 centimeter gash in the hull, which allowed water to enter. Uh, the Argentine Navy later said in a statement it observed significant damage. But I think the difference was there is that people stopped looking so much at the odds of icebergs and more made um, evacuating ships better. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: And stopped stopped being as cocky as to think it's unsinkable and we don't need to prepare for an accident, essentially. The fact that nearly 100 years later,
0: it still happened. Yeah. Yeah. Shows you that, like, how advanced were the ships? Yeah, it was that ship in 2007 even though it was built in 69 or something
1: but uh. yeah yeah well I imagine once you get to the six i imagine ships the 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 design of ships the between like 1900 and 1960 wasn't a huge leap. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I'd say it was a probably a big leap. And then now they're probably like the only difference now it's the, the, the tech that's on them. Like the sonar and stuff is different. Yeah, yeah, but I imagine it. a ship now is generally they're all built. essentially. Yeah, I think we, we probably have it perfected by the fifties, by world yeah. war two, essentially, I imagine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's all just faster engines. and Yeah. Like yeah.
1: yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, with other than Titanic, I think like, you know, Titanic, like tragedy and, terribly sad that so many people die and all yeah. of that but there's some some good this week depending on who you ask okay yeah. some people that we will probably never meet would say this is this might be the most important day the mo- most important date in the history of their great nation oh, yeah. occurred this week
0: which nation is that
1: the nation of north korea because uh-huh. on the 15th of april kim il-sung was born in 1912 we haven't had a, we haven't done the born this week we have we had a few of them before yeah, yeah. but I mean we couldn't skip this one and this is an important date we can get into it but uh Kim il-sung for those who don't know is the uh currently still he, he's the eternal president of North Korea he's the father of Kim jong-il and grandfather of Kim, Kim, Kim. Kim. yeah <laughs> he ser- he served as the premier and president of North Korea ran the country for decades And, well, created the Orwellian regime that we still know and love today. (laughs) I knew
0: you were going to say know and love. (laughs) You had a know and love look on your face. Yeah.
1: But yeah, ruled by his dynasty. He's not really as, as crazy as his son in that, like, his son... Was the one who just came out with all those all those ridiculous propaganda stories that their people believe and and like make these mad statements. And... Yeah, and Kim Sung, or Kim Il Sung still has them, but a bit more realistic. I mean, they're yeah. ridiculous, but I guess I I think it's good to talk about them because a lot of people might not know too much about them. But he was born uh, Kim Sung-ju in Joon-ye. Apparently, this is where he's born. He he yeah, he, he would give
0: his story of where he's born. yeah.
1: Oh, no, this is where he was born, but he might, I think he had different, he was born on a mountain somewhere, I'm sure, like his son was, Um, and thats it's near Pyongyang, which is the present day capital of North Korea. His family uh, left Korea, they went to Manchuria in the 1920s to flee the Japanese occupation of Korea, because at this point we're talking about 1912, they're under Japanese rule, and during the 30s he became the uh, Korean freedom fighter against the Japs and was trained in Moscow before World War Two, and in 1945 became chairman of the Soviet-sponsored People's Committee of North Korea. And that's what today we know of as the Korean Workers' Party, which is the only political partner party <laughs> in North saying, Korea. Opposition. <laughs> yeah, so just like just like 1984. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, and I'm not sure when the... the I think 1948 then is when the People's Republic was established, well it? North, North yeah. Korea, and he, he became its first premier, I think that's just prime minister, mm. but yeah, and I, like I was saying, he was, he was born Kim Sung Joo, he adopted the name Kim Il Sung after a famous Korean guerrilla leader, oh, okay. and that's why he took that, but that all doesn't sound very interesting. And we, we, when, like, there's a lot of stuff we could go into with how he got to where he was, and we probably will, because that will pop up. But instead, I just want to, like, go through some of the, some of the facts about Kim oh, Il-sung. Because yeah. okay. we always hear the ones about Kim Kim Jong-il, but um, yeah. and his ones aren't as grand or as grandiose as that, but they're still very good. Like, the state-sanctioned biographies of, of his youth, they, re- they paint him as, like, just a cool rebel oh okay like yeah. and they say that when Not like he, his
0: son who like wrestles bears for breakfast and <laughs> a, bit, a bit then more. He gets 18
1: holes runs <laughs> at a game of golf <laughs> they have him well with well, with the with the grandfather they have a more almost like the Fonzie yeah the Fonzie, the Fonzie um because they have it that like it's the kind of mimic the on like a well, kind he, of a young shake of art. <laughs> he used to bring a penknife around with him and he would scratch the Japanese ti- titles out of like school books and stuff. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> he would extort his schoolmates into speaking Korean and not Japanese. <laughs> 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 I forgot to mention the, the name of, of Kim il song means well it's dependent on the translation like all um it's of the sun or become the sun yeah mildly interesting thing but anyway um and according to another another official biography uh, kim fought japanese manchurian forces from 1932 to 1945 more than 10 or sorry more than a hundred thousand times and never lost a single engagement. (laughs) So, like, if you do the maths on this, this means that between 1932 and 1945, Kim fought an average of 20 battles every day for for that entire time. (laughs) (laughs) And and won every single one of them. Won every one of them 20 battles a day from 32 to 45.
0: I can see how in a rebellion, there's that one day where you
1: had 20 battles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? But... I know it's relative, but when I think of battles, I think of like, that's hours and
0: hours. Unless he's counting like, the you of a bullets you shot per day or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of a...
1: Yeah. Well, a do you bat- like turn
0: a corner and then shoot three soldiers and run away? Was that a battle? Like, see how you could do that 20 times in a well, day. You like, know what I mean?
1: If you're going through, you see, you're, you're in a woods and like you turn around. And there's a soldier behind a tree and you shoot him, and then you go on and there's another one. They're all still like, are they not part of the same battle? That's yeah. like, that's the battle of whatever woods. Yeah, yeah, not the battle of the red tree, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, battle yeah. of the fat tree. <laughs> so like, you talk about battles, I think he's employing he had all those levels, if we call them. Yeah. Which is just, uh, put it, yeah,
0: put it that way into video game terms. Yeah. That's one level.
1: Yeah, a battle would be a level. Yeah.
0: Rather than... An engagement. Uh, yeah,
1: just a little one section of the level you you come across a gang in a subway
0: yeah it's the whole subway yeah. yeah
1: exactly wow <laughs> well um and we like to because we like calendar talk on this we had some last week uh north korea actually marks Kil, kim il-sung's birth as the beginning of their calendar oh really um, yeah so it's called the Juche. Juche. i think i've heard kim song il even say this word and i'm not sure how to pronounce it because he talks about it in that book um kim jong-il on film he talks about a lot but it's the jewish calendar and that's like jewish it seems to be like what eventually became it was a religion in in north korea but (laughs) yeah it's the jewish calendar and so kim il-sung's birth is year one so okay and this is why i was saying it's the most important day in north korea because the 15th of april 1912 is year one Oh, okay. and they will when you see it written in North korea they will actually they will put the gregorian calendar year in brackets afterwards yeah because they at least understand that the rest of the world doesn't go by it sorry about yeah yeah and jews sorry just going with jews that's essentially that's their their brand of communism yeah and it combines like different I know, there, it, there's elements of marxism and lenin's beliefs in there and that's what North korea what he essentially forced upon North Korea. Yeah. And as well as being a political ideology, it's listed as the 10th largest religion in the world. Wow. And that's an interesting thing because when you talk about, I don't know, maybe you, I'm sure you've had this conversation with people when you talk about, you know, the, the negative aspects of religion and how all the, these horrible wars and atrocities
0: yeah we, we talked about it in i think 1902 or 1903
1: we had a probably talked about it. but honestly it was much later than that actually but anyway sorry yeah. but the point you know it's that they're, they're normally caused by guys doing it in the name of god yeah yeah and the argument a lot of like really people with strong religious beliefs come back at is like ah oh, but stalin was an atheist Hitler was an atheist, even though Hitler probably wasn't an atheist, but there's yeah. some. And Kim Il-sung was an atheist. And mm. and this is why I completely disagree with it. Because, no, because they made themselves gods. Yeah. And so it's still the exact same driving point. Because the guys who do these horrible things in the name of God, like, their, their ego is so big that they actually think that they're so close to God that they can make these decisions. And that they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. And the only difference with these ones like Stalin who you will say they were right like but they made themselves God they took they, they yeah. killed God they became God yeah. and then done the same thing so it's not when when I talk about like all these horrible atrocities being done in the name of God it's not because I am against this entity God but it's the idea of a God <laughs> like I know whether, mean, yeah. whether, whether it's they believe they're the closest to God or they make themselves God it's somebody having that mindset and you know Kim Il Sung is a, a pretty good example of somebody who made himself a just god. made himself a god, <laughs> and it's not an argument. Uh, like I, I, yeah, they're saying, oh, but there are atheists that show the atheists can be just as bad. It's like no, because technically not really an atheist because they just made themselves god and forced people <laughs> to yeah, to, yeah. Be, to believe in them. Sorry, that was a it sounded a bit ranty. No, like, no, but, you're good though. Was... <laughs> um, but you know what else? Yeah, you know, the. I've got some stuff written here that I already talked about. Oh yeah, this is... uh, His embalmed body is still on on display in in North Korea presently. In the Kom Memorial Palace. Kom Memorial Palace. Which isn't too surprising. That's what what dictators do. But (laughs) what's really... What is kind of surprising about this, because I never knew this, but he had this um, weird growth on his neck. Like a calcium build-up. Wow. And that's why... And I, I was curious. I looked up loads of pictures, but he's always photographed from the left. Ah, because so of you can't this, see it. Yeah, the and they've tried to hide it in his embalmed corpse. Wow. Oh, this is. Why wouldn't he
0: just get it removed or something like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, he probably he surely could have later in life, surely they were there medically, because he didn't die until, what, the 90s, like. Yeah. Or not, no, I think it was before that. Or 70s, 80s. Yeah. I <laughs> should where are notes when you need them but what's actually it was only my housemate was telling me about this the other day we were just chatting and as we do (laughs) North Korea comes up Of course, but apparently when he died in whatever date that I should have looked up (laughs) uh, what the people were told were that you know the, the gods needed needed him so they took him away yeah but then when they saw how much the people wept for him, they give him back, and that's why he's in this palace. And the more tears they're shed for him, the stronger he'll be when he comes back. <laughs> and that's why he's sort of been made the the um eternal president. Wow, nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. Oh, what did wrong? I say? Uh,
0: I think I, I just... think he said ninety two. Oh, okay. I oh, was totally wrong. Sorry.
1: It could have gone. The fact that he was born in nineteen. I was. I was okay, thinking.
0: Oh. In my head, I was thinking, uh, uh ill was just around a lot longer.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, why, wait, uh, why did that come up though? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So he died in 94. So then it is weird that he didn't get the growth m- removed. Cause like, yeah. They could definitely could have done that in the 90s, like, or <laughs> 80s or 70s. Like, surely you can remove a calcium buildup by the 70s. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, There's no reason they couldn't. But that's really it. Um, also like the, uh, North Korea and South Korea. Never actually signed a treaty to end the war, so technically, that war, oh, really? the Korean War, is still, still going. Yeah, now it sounds weird that we that just that talk without actually mentioning the history of North Korea, yeah. But I assume people know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know an awful, an awful lot. No, more, I don't know like, a huge I've, I've got enough graph, enough of a grasp to know the basics. I think most people do. Most, most of my understanding is from watching MASH. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that we, that's such a long long drawn out ordeal that we're, we're we're definitely going to get on that there's no way we yeah. can get through the next 20 episodes without landing on North Korea so
0: yeah and like the war wasn't until the 50s yeah, yeah. so
1: we'll get there <laughs> yeah and even in the 20s and 30s we'll have stuff too yeah. 30s probably yeah. if we want to do an entire episode on North Korea, it'll be the 30s or the 50s yeah it was just he was born today so just wanted it to be about the man the man himself the man the legend That's did he make
0: a... any did you, did you come across any kind of mad outrageous claims apart from killing or being in 20 battles <laughs> a day
1: no you see his was far more i wouldn't say they're realistic but yeah because you hear the ones about kim jong-il is like he's the greatest guitar player in the world and yeah. like taught all the world's greatest guitar players. And yeah. the first time he played golf, he scored a hole in one, and that's why he doesn't play golf anymore because he yeah, mastered for every hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah for he every got 18 hole in 18 And, ones <laughs> or or and the then most... real,
0: and then decided. Well, I've done, I've mastered that now. Yeah, I don't need to play again.
1: But the funny thing with the the Kim Jong Il facts is you will come across if you type like a oh, fifty funniest Kim Jong Il facts, and read them on the internet, and then like try and verify them you probably won't verify them so many of those facts are just made up by are the just internet. made up by the internet <laughs> yeah, yeah they're not actually the golf one is is one that's listed uh, it that's like a, so it's kind of like, like chuck Norris's beard kind of yeah yeah. because yeah. i said the guitar one there like i've heard that but there's no North korean source that that was actually something that they yeah, were yeah. told because it's very easy because we, we don't really know what's going on in that country anyway, that's the thing. so there's it's really a lot easy of, to lie about
0: it. There's a lot of like, you don't know what's going on. Like, even if you look at uh, Google
1: Maps, it's just blank. Yeah. It's we, know it's, we know it's horrible, <laughs> that's, and yeah. that's it. And we know, like...
0: Yeah, obviously there's people who have escaped into the South Yeah, and yeah. told stories, and then you don't know were they sent us some kind of propaganda, were they yeah. brainwashed, were they just telling the stories or the you know you just
1: don't know there's some great uh voice documentaries on it though oh yeah with um what's his name the guy that owns voice shane black where he he goes to he, he's given a tour of north korea set up for him it's a very controlled tour oh yeah, yeah. um it's essentially like a lot of the uh, have you seen the interview no not yet no. Uh, it's alright. It's worth checking out how just for curiosity's sake. But a lot of the things Is that the um, James Franco, the, yeah, the yeah. parody one, like? yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But a lot of the stuff that they come across in that seems to have been direct t- taken, taken from the ah, voice. Okay. Yeah, because the, there's so few filmmakers it's one of the have got sources. In there, yeah, but it's really good. And Shane Black, like he, you know, he's the guy that owns voice. He's multi-billionaire. He's just drunk for most. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well I think the North Koreans are loading them up like to just keep them happy like, just keep them happy. <laughs> like they're doing their best they're making it look like a paradise to them oh, yeah. and he's just like this is there's nobody it, there's just like scenes of them bringing them to like one of the fanciest restaurants in all of North Korea and it does look really fancy and he's got this brilliant meal and then he's like there's nobody else here oh yeah
0: it's like they just like cleared the place
1: out mm-hmm. oh no not they cleared the place out the place never has anybody they don't stack. They, they only had enough food to feed one person. That's there just for people to come over. Oh, when we're okay. giving them the tour, yeah, yeah. It's like that thing that like there'll be some really nice shops, but there's like, oh, these, these these window displays just painted on. <laughs> Not to that extent, but that's the that's the idea. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, like it's crazy. Like watch yeah, them. Yeah. They're so they're, so, they're really good. Don't want the outside world to perceive it as pretty much. Yeah. Or, like, because there is stuff you'll see, like, you know, a video demonstration of, like, North Korean students, like, learning how to use computers. Yeah. But, like, the computers aren't, you can see, like, the computers aren't plugged in.
0: (laughs) I mean, I know I've read stuff before that, like, a lot of their infrastructure just hasn't been updated since, like stuff the soviets gave them
1: yeah. in the 50s yeah like you can't view them from a google map but you know on google earth when you see the actual view north korea it's just it's dark you got no lights yeah yeah it's crazy did you just say you just said that earlier well no i said if you done oh, okay. google maps sorry yeah it's yeah. it
0: doesn't they don't show any roads yeah yeah but that's kind of they're not allowed it's to. just blocked
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like that's crazy you can look at the world and you see that there's a country there that has no lights like <laughs> that's insane but they
0: probably have a there's probably a light curfew to save electricity
1: oh I think it's just there's the, power they, they don't actually don't have they the infrastructure to, they just don't generate it like. yeah like I think like they have power but it's so it just comes on and off like and oh, it's yeah. just constant outages like it really like it seems like what the world North Korean now seems like what the world will be like 10 years before Mad Max <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and they're just stuck in that limbo yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd rather be in just the full-on that Max one.
0: Oh yeah, go all the way.
1: Yeah, moving on though, uh, also this week there was, uh, not a lot to talk about on this, but it's worth it mentioning there was a solar eclipse on April 17th of this week. A hybrid event starting and ending as an annular eclipse with only a small portion of totality. Ah, which and is weird because we had one only last week. That's why, yeah. It's funny, because even as I came across this, even in this, they yeah. mentioned the Titanic. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. it, it has no relation yeah. to the Titanic. Cause the titan- in the article? or the, the Yeah, well, it was an article just about, it was an article from the time. Because yeah. the Titanic sunk on the 15th, wasn't it? Somewhere around there. But they just mentioned that at the very end of this article, like, the eclipse happened just a day after the Titanic sank. Just like, that's weird. <laughs> that's
0: one way to start your story.
1: Mm. I like that we were, we're doing a history podcast. I'm like, we don't, we don't even know what date the Titanic sank. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. We should, we, we should just stop. <laughs> uh, so was the news. But we specifically didn't. We yeah, into yeah it, so. we, we, <laughs> that We was just, the news that it was maybe, maybe. Just, <laughs> today. <it's> just quiet. <laughs> that's um, just quit should I stop there and upload it? <laughs> uh, Harriet Quimby. Do you, have you heard that name before? Harriet Quimby? Yeah. This is a good one. She was the first woman to fly across the English Channel on April 16th. Uh-huh. She was also a screenwriter, an actress, and a model, as well as an aviator, obviously, and obtained her pilot's license in 1911, becoming the first woman to obtain one in the United States. She was born in 1875 in Michigan and in the early 1900s her family moved to San Francisco and she became a journalist there and you know, she worked, we, you know, again, somebody, we might have read some of her articles, who knows. Oh, yeah. She worked for the San Francisco Bulletin, did, we ever, did that ever come up? Possibly. Wasn't There's loads of articles
0: familiar. I found that I, I never wrote down where I got them from and yeah. stuff
1: like that. We, and she worked there and in uh, Leslie's Weekly, which was a magazine, and it's just freelance work. And in 1903, she migrated to New York for for work as a theatre critic and just to pursue other interests, her screenwriting, modelling, everything. But and it was while there, she met Mathilde Moisant uh, and her brother John, who was this well-known aviator, and he operated a flight school. So it was through him. And she found an interest in aviation well. i think she she might have been attracted to him i don't know i don't know why i'm assuming that but the way the story was written it was like she you know she met him through her sister or through his right. sister anyway he took her as a as a student essentially and taught her how to fly and she took a test her test with him in 1911 and became the first woman to get her certificate of being a pilot don't know I like why I did. just didn't say it, license because <laughs> I was saying she was a screenwriter that same year she wrote like five screenplays looked oh, it up yeah. on IMDb because that's her her credits as a writer are all from the same year all 1911 all just shorts but that's yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like so a friend of hers that directed all of them and it's a good going busy year I'd like to imagine writing five screenplays getting them all made and getting your pilot's license all in one year wow that'd be that's my year Johnny I'm doing this year <laughs> And then the following year, she uh, borrowed a monoplane from Louis Lariat, or I assume it's Louis, he sounds French, that's so Louis, surely, and and began preparations for that English Channel flight that we know she succeeded in. And she had this consultant, Gustav Hamel, <laughs> who uh, was working with her on it. Cheeky bugger, he was uh, unsure of... A woman's ability to make such a flight, so he offered to dress in her purple flying suit and make the flight for her. (laughs) And just (laughs) pretend. How
0: was she going to get there for when she got out of the plane?
1: (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, (laughs) But she she refused. uh, um, (laughs) Obviously. And uh, (laughs) it's such a funny time. (laughs) <laughs> like it sounds like he was trying. It sounds like he thought he was being nice. Yeah, <laughs> he was just had, being
0: a dick. Had anyone done it at this time? Or was she no, first no, first she person? was the first. Yeah, so
1: he he just wanted to
0: be the first person. Dude. Oh wait,
1: actually, sorry, no, I think it had been done. She was the first woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> because, yeah, it would be funny if no person had done it. And then he says, "Oh no, I'll tell them to you." And at the very end, he's like, "Ah, it was me all along, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a man." <laughs> but yeah, no, she uh did, didn't accept his offer and done it herself. And on April 16th, uh, flew from Dover, England to hard old France.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I did it only, um, what, I'm trying to think how many episodes ago was I was doing. A, oh, is it the April Fool's
1: one? You, yeah, yeah. you the April yeah. Fool's
0: episode I was talking about, the guy, who, he'd only previously done it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think he did it in... 1909 right. or something like that. even
1: when you said did somebody else do it and i was like no yeah definitely because i've read yeah, something yeah. about that recently i was obviously just i knew i had gotten the information yeah no I, I, was I, been told <laughs> I was trying to
0: think i was trying to i can't believe i asked that question because that was one of my facts <laughs> only like th- two episodes yeah. ago <laughs> um the yeah yeah and there was guy. i can't think of his name now and uh because i was i did the uh, we, I covered it in the April Fool's episode because there was this guy claiming he built this amazing plane yeah, that could yeah. go crazy
1: speeds and stuff, so sorry. But she was the first woman which is still st- still an achievement and fir- first woman to get the pilot's license, but um, sadly she uh, didn't live too long after that and on July 1st, 1912 she made her last flight at the third annual Boston Aviation Meet where she um was flying the same plane actually well actually i've seen conflicting reports that whether it was her plane it's in one article it said she borrowed a plane from her friend for the channel voyage voyage um but later i was reading that the the plane she died in was her own one and that was the same one that she had so i'm unsure whether it was her but i'm pretty I, i think it was hers but um yeah she was flying with uh william willard or willard And the plane went into a nosedive suddenly and Willard was thrown out of his seat and the aircraft flipped over afterwards, throwing Harriet out too, and both of them died. Wow. But apparently the aircraft landed with no or little to no damage afterwards. That's crazy. Oh, just
0: the actual, it kind of swung on them and threw them out of the plane. That's mad. That's a crazy (laughs) way to go.
1: And she was putting on a US postage stamp later and it's had a been. biography, so it's all... It's all good. It's all good. Now, this is why, like, this actually, at the start of the podcast, I was saying about, like, the leading up to... Because this is made the joke work much better, because I was going to pretend for the entire thing that I had never heard of a Titanic before. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> this is another article, because I wanted to mention all the articles oh, where yeah, they randomly it's start relating it's to stuff. So the... many because in this it relates to the titanic as well well in a weird way but uh there was a biopic or sorry as i was looking up stuff about harriet i found out there was currently a biopic in development about her um which would be cool directed by this guy called thomas r bond the second now what's interesting about this is the production company listed as being behind this biography is called the biograph company and i was like biograph company i've heard that before yeah and that, that was a motion picture company that was around between 90 or 1895 and 1928 i think we might have mentioned it on this or we mentioned it when we were talking without the mics on it was around when the edison film okay film company was around and it's not existing anymore And so I've seen this guy making these documentaries under a production company called the Biograph Company. Like, that's weird. So the same guy that's doing this film about her, he also made a film called RMS Titanic, the story Biograph told. And it was a documentary. And the more I looked into it, I found out there's an unrelated company that just took the name of the Biograph Company. okay. As of 2012, its (laughs) operations have been suspended. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I don't think that biopic... (laughs) Of Harriet so Quimby is happening. So is that what we're naming our production company? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can be suspended too. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I just found that funny that whoever set up this production company were just kinda of, their gimmick was they're pretending to be the original yeah. motion picture company. And they're
0: doing films from that when that company exists. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: kind of like not too unlike what we we're doing. <laughs> 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 or at least when we talked about like doing little shorts based on the stuff we talked about oh yeah, yeah but I'd like to see them I wonder if they were done in the style of if they were made then yeah yeah, oh yeah because yeah. then it'd be really clever I have a feeling that's probably not and they just thought yeah. they can they just thought it would help them yeah, yeah it'd be a selling point also this week you know, a little later this week because I was trying not to talk about Titanic <laughs> Um we had a BERT uh, we also we also had a death. Oh, no. uh, Bram Stoker died this week. He died oh, April, wow. April 20th, 1912. Um, wow, I, I thought
0: he lived like 10, 15 years after that. No. In my head, he like lived into the late teens, maybe early 20s. Wow. Well,
1: yeah, so Bram Stoker, I, I assume most people know him. The author of the uh, gothic horror novel, Dracula. Abraham. Bram Stoker as well was his first name. I thought and you were going to say something more obscure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he, he had a, a good collection. Oh, yeah. But Dracula was his first uh, adventure into the, the horror genre. It was, it was remember, we,
0: we were going to buy his house and turn it into a museum.
1: Yeah, I think it is now. isn't and it? And
0: then we realized we didn't have any money.
1: So. Yeah, well, I think we knew that. We just, we, we thought. It would be great to yeah. buy his house. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> <laughs> were going to go and be shown around at least. Yeah, yeah. We actually shot a, a vampire film not far from his birthplace. No, that's right. Uh, in fact, I'd like I, Yeah, I think just the same street. You might say three legends <laughs> of the vampire <laughs> genre <laughs> if they're What you, Bram Stoker and Darren? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was an Irish novelist, of course. People, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Everybody knows Bram Stoker's Irish, yes. I'd like, say a lot of
0: people think he was English, but
1: Yeah. I guess he spent a lot of time abroad as well he, he di- actually yeah. yeah and he died in london but yeah good guy he wrote around a dozen novels three short story collections yeah m- people probably haven't heard of most of them but there's like you know he's got like dracula's guests the, the, it's a collection of short stories i'm sure that's popular enough yeah uh but he, he was at one point a personal assistant of actor henry irving and up until like 1905 bram stoker was an assistant of an actor that's mad yeah. well he's more like a manager but <laughs> it's still like a, it's yeah, it's kind of crazy. And he like managed theater companies and stuff, yeah, like, yeah. he still was a businessman. But it was a uh, Henry Irving, he's like said to be the the inspiration for Dracula in terms oh, yeah. of personality. Obviously, yeah, yeah. he wasn't going around sucking blood to uh, you know of. Him? No, well, he could have, uh, but of course, v- Vlad the Impaler was the actual inspiration. Yeah, I think that's another one that's kind of common knowledge. But, talk about Vlad for oh, oh, you got some Vlad facts. <laughs> uh, no, uh, like, uh, his name. No, I don't really, because I just know about Vlad. Um, I was going to say, the, I bet this is just one of these things you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's fun because like, anytime, that's another, this goes back to like my the, the stuff about Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Oh, that's not his name. Because yeah. anytime the, the thing about him being based on Vlad comes up, we are like, oh, we you know that isn't actually true, Vlad the Emperor. Didn't live in Transylvania and his name wasn't Dracula. And it's like, but no, no, most of that stuff is true. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He, like He wasn't, um, he didn't actually live in Transylvania. He was, he's thought to have been born in Transylvania. Yeah. The only, the reason Dracula is set in Transylvania and, and Vlad didn't live in Transylvania is because Dracula is set in the, the when Bram Stoker wrote Dracula, it was set in his modern times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, of course. Uh, it made no sense. He'd been taught, he, if, if he was to follow Vlad's actual story, it had been set in places that nobody knew existed because they hadn't existed. Since the yeah, yeah. Vlad 400 was four hundred years earlier. He, he was yeah. He was fifteenth century. Yeah, I don't like. I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah. But it's good because like actually watching like Game of Thrones, loads of loads of Vlad the Impaler stuff seems to have. Or just seen. It's a very Game of Thrones like story. Yeah, yeah. So like oh, he, he he's Vlad Vlad the Third or Vlad Tepes. Uh, was his full name he didn't he wasn't actually called Vlad the Impaler while he was around he took even though Vlad the Pest that means Impaler okay but he actually went by the name Dracula or -hmm. Dracul he was Vlad Dracul his father was Vlad the second Dracul um the the it 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 means a son of the dragon yeah Dracul and he was a member of house draculesti but yeah so that was he, he went as son of the dragon dracul i think drac which you know, hear is in shortened for dracula in romanian now means devil okay so <laughs> literally was dracula and he was a ruler of what's now like a region of romania but <laughs> he pretty much had, he, he hated the turks okay and, yeah. and you know they were born with the ottoman empire and all this and this one of the young, you're young kid at this point his dad was pretty sub- subservient to, to the Turks to the point where the sons were, depending on the story you hear, they were either kidnapped or the father sent the kids as sort of a, a gift. Yeah. To, <laughs> to the, what do they call him? The Sultan? The Sultan? Yeah. 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 Um, and so Vlad was sent and lived with the Turks for a number, like years, like pre- pretty much a, okay. as a prisoner. And, you know, he had some freedoms but like no man he was still the, he was a oh, yeah. you know like yeah. political prisoner he yeah, could yeah. still moved back and forward okay, but yeah. we had to stay there yeah yeah and eventually when he came back home to uh did i say the name no. wallachia wallachia that's the the region that he he ruled that's yeah and his uh, his brothers or um, his older brother and his father were were assassinated while he was away and when he came oh, back yeah. he sort of set out to avenge them which I think that might be the plot of that Dracula Unfold film.
0: Oh yeah, the was it like Dracula Rising or something? Like That's yeah, Dracula. yeah. I
1: think that yeah. might be it. Might be a revenge thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so and that was like he he pretty much set out to to avenge their murders. Yeah, just went to war with with the empire. From what I've seen of the trailer of that
0: Dracula movie, it looks like it's intended to be like a prequel to the. Uh, couple of one. A couple of one yeah, yeah. By the way it's like in terms of the style yeah of, yeah. The, of how it, like in the costume design and all that kind of stuff from what i could see but obviously it's really cgi and uh yeah and aren't this big ridiculous action scene they're trying to do a
1: do a, a marvel on it and create like a new universal monsters universe oh uh, apparently that what yeah apparently that's the plan like like yeah. there might be a post credits thing of like frankenstein walking in and being like you're in a new universe that, yeah. <laughs> i'm putting Arr. together a team, <laughs> together a team. <laughs> yeah but that <Dad> was mental <laughs> when he, uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> when he took his uh when he took his dad's i like yeah we should do like a whole episode about him maybe because I, I could like get names and not like be mumbling over yeah, okay, vaguely yeah, yeah. remembered things but leave names out of it i guess <laughs> when he came back I don't know if this is when he came back home but either way like he brought all the he, like a number of the Turks to uh, meet with him for this big dinner yeah, just to talk and it was just a trap set up by his soldiers and he didn't kill them he just put them to work on renovating his castle because <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to rule now yeah, yeah and pre- well killed the weak and like anybody any able-bodied man was put to work and yeah okay, if they yeah. couldn't work they, they worked until they died and stuff and he just became this monster when he went to war like where he gets the name impaler and stuff he actually used when he was living with the turks that was actually where he learned the technique to impale <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, and that's what he started using do you know how have you ever heard of how they impaled people then? no 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 it's hard like they um they would tie you, your arms and your legs to two, two animals or a what was that? Oh,
0: where you get like horses on each. Yeah, was arm. that the art? Was that no, that's um,
1: the Iron Maiden quarter. Yeah, yes, yeah. And they would do that, and whatever way tighten, whatever way your body stretched, yeah. made it easier to insert the the pole through your anus. Ah, uh, okay. And they would lube it up, like, because they didn't want didn't want to damage you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> apparently, um, but apparently that was the best way that it would reach the neck and actually go out through your mouth without oh, okay. killing you by stretching you out in that fashion. Yeah, it's like who who learnt that? Yeah. <laughs> no much practice of that? Like. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and so that's what we started doing. And then what? Oh, they'd prop prop you up 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 all the way up to the throat, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's
0: insane. That's crazy.
1: Apparently how he actually... I always
0: remember seeing years ago in the... I think it's at the Zulu for them. Mm. They impale loads of guys like that, but they don't go... They, like, put them on wooden stakes. (laughs) Yeah, because I wouldn't have thought... Basically put their ass on a wooden stake and they just leave them there. I wouldn't have have thought it would go, like, they'd go that far up, but it's it's crazy
1: i'd seen that like depicted on like weird obscure east european heavy metal albums yeah yeah and that was it and i that just looked at oh, that they just go like that's the gory this. drawings yeah. Yeah, yeah and that there's no way anybody actually done that but apparently that was how vlad's yeah he rolled <laughs> and i don't know like that could be like just nonsense that just has been exaggerated You're over like, the lore. years because yeah. apparently like so you know the idea was that people wouldn't actually die immediately doing it this way so people would be left like a slow horrible death yeah some people did what they would actually end up dying of like dehydration (laughs) or starvation even though they're impaled like yeah yeah Yeah. I imagine being that aware (laughs) of what was happening to you Lovely. and he like tens and tens of thousands like uh, probably like the reckon maybe a hundred thousand people he killed I don't know if that's the number for just people that were impaled or if that's it in total like, where the, the Dracula, the blood drinking Dracula, probably comes from is that once when he had a, a meeting with the Turks, he just brought out a prisoner and just cut his throat and started drinking the blood in front of them. To just show them how mad he was. Yeah, and they all just <laughs> left. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a meeting with generals or something. Oh, yeah. But then there's other ones that he used to, like, dip his bread into the, the blood of the Turks and eat it. Wow. And there, there is, like, there's solid, well, as much evidence as you can get from The 15th century, but that he would actually have his because you know the fields would just be stretched to the horizon with just corpses being impaled. Wow, and he would like have a table set up and eat his meals in the middle of it. In the middle, yeah, (laughs) 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 like such like a that's the most villainous thing, (laughs) it's crazy. (laughs) Um, there's this story, what an amazing image like oh yeah but it's like he's is at that it sounds like he's doing it to be evil like he like he yeah. wants people to know how evil he is yeah, by yeah doing I mean yeah. like he was probably disgusted by it and he's like just look just look like you're enjoying this and they will fear you because <laughs> apparently there's, again no way you can back this up with any sort of evidence oh, yeah. but apparently wants somebody like a general came to the castle to see him and inside the castle there was just bodies all over the place just random people it could be servants that were killed his own army turk military anything and he brought them in he's meeting them and he just said i hope you don't mind the smell and they said oh now do you mention it and he's like and then he just turned to me he's like well i'll hang you from the ceiling so you so it won't be as strong and he just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> murdered him <laughs> <laughs> and then like did instead true to his word and threw him up on he? the ceiling wow and it was just because the guy said there was yeah, a smell a... i don't even know if he killed like he, uh, uh, considering how evil he was he, he probably, probably left, left him. alive yeah. 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 i think he, he um probably was the first uh general to like the phrasing of this but to to use germ warfare Oh Where he rounded up a bunch of like sick, sick people from his own, his own kingdom. And he disguised them as Turkish soldiers and sent them to live with the Turks just so as they'd infect them. Wow. Which actually just pretty clever. That is amazing. <laughs> that is really funny. Uh, I'm, I'll, just, I'll stop talking about random Vlad stories, but there's another one. This is really funny and so cruel. Again, don't know if it's true. But there was a big problem in his own region with just poor people. And he made this announcement that he wanted—he was going to bring all the homeless people to his castle and just have this huge feast for them. And they all came. It was fine. And then he came in and he announced that he was going to solve the homeless problem. Yeah. And then he left the room, had everybody locked in orders and they set the castle on fire <laughs> oh my god yeah
0: no more homeless people uh, that's proper game of troll and stuff yeah. i
1: even i think like there was something the red wedding in game of troll yeah, was with, a reference to yeah yeah good. i don't know what but like there's loads yeah of stuff. it's it's nice to be able to kind of laugh at that stuff because it's so old but my, my god, god that's a crazy absolute maniac yeah, you're talking like 600 years ago. This is yeah. Insane. And all of that, like, the uh, Stoker based on Dracula from, like, definitely based. Like, there's no. Yeah, like, why, no would, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, the only difference is Dracula, like, from, like, reading Dracula. Like, I don't know enough about Vlad to know why he was actually, like, intelligent. Was he a smart guy? He must have been, if he could conquer, if he could stay alive for that long, like, oh yeah um but the only difference with like dracula seems much like he seems smarter oh yeah in the book he's more and, cunning and... Yeah, yeah and he, he won't be as petty as to kill people like that
0: no like. and isn't he kind of depicted like he's a cursed man who was just trying to do the right thing and he like sold his soul to like protect his land from the turks and all this kind of thing. that's
1: more... more in later like a the options it will kind of like there's a bit of that but like generally like in because in, in Stoker's dracula like it's he's kind of like the first like great fictional supervillain because like his goal in that is world domination oh okay yeah, yeah. um and that's why he he's coming to london but then i'm not i guess I'm, like i'm not overly familiar with i don't think i've even seen the the of the movie I've not. No, I've got vague memory. Like it's something that I've. It's a I've long,
0: seen... long time since I've seen it.
1: I've definitely seen bits of it on TV when I was younger, but yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it in full. Like that one. That sound. That seems like that takes a lot from the Vlad story. Yeah, yeah it does yeah. There's
0: loads of flashbacks to him, like as the as Vlad. And... So I
1: definitely, I remember the opening when he. I think he, his wife is murdered or something yeah and he goes comes on a mad battle, killing yeah. spree and stuff yeah Jeez, yeah that definitely seems like what that new dracula is like yeah oh that was another thing actually just about vlad like because and i think that's probably the root of coppola's dracula that uh why he turns on, on christianity because vlad's whole fight was like christianity as well so he was oh yeah he was a god man just brings back oh, to like he was like yeah yeah, yeah yeah, good dictators always are <laughs> back to stalker i guess um although there's not much more to say about him is there no no I think so. well yeah um but stalker good guy he died this week the uh wrote one of the quintessential vampire books not the first there that's another oh, yeah. one that a lot of people claim he had but oh yeah uh lefanu wrote uh, Carmilla, I think like there's 20 years between those, and there's that the rush, I don't the vampire, it's a Russian book from yeah, but anyway probably one of the most everlasting ones, yeah, like, yeah definitely. Like
0: most of the rules of vampires in movies and fiction were set by his version,
1: yeah yeah, definitely like the, uh, and a lot of the ones that have been taken, like a lot of the ones that have they've now decided aren't cool yeah we're the ones that were in like did it actually be it being able to transform into other other animals and stuff yeah like, that was all i get like a, a vampire turned into a bat like it's hard to do that without it being cheesy yeah but turn into like a, a a wild wolf like that's that's pretty cool you can yeah, still yeah. do that but now you see they have to be werewolves that are different and yeah blah, blah, blah. And but <laughs> because that's i definitely remember that in the cop there is a, like an insane yeah. scene where he's the wolf and
0: there's other bits where
1: he, that might be he turns if, into like a kind of a beast and stuff like that that could be what i'm thinking of i remember seeing it as a kid and that being that terrified me that might be yeah, why I, I never actually the saw the full yeah, <laughs> version yeah. maybe
0: that is actually one of the scariest scenes yeah For some I, reason, I whatever way it's done that. i always remember that as a kid as well.
1: well It's just it's that period just before CG that we're They'd come so far movies looked so good with so much money pumped into them but they still didn't have cg to make those easy solutions where everything looked like mm-hmm. crap so but i know the the that film
0: they very specifically did loads of practical effects mm-hmm. and uh like there's loads of scene there's this i know there's one really famous one where they did uh they did loads of like back projection and stuff and there's loads of miniatures and things like there's a scene where it's Keanu Reeves yeah it is yeah, yeah, yeah. his character is like sitting on a train writing a letter and all the background going by him is just like they made a miniature of these like mountains and then filmed them oh, and okay. then they like back projected it behind them and stuff there's all these kind of like they did all these like really <laughs> practical effects and stuff
1: we didn't watch that when we were making our vampire film though no we didn't <laughs> we should have what year i'm looking up the year but i'm just curious
0: i i'm gonna guess 94
1: actually i'm not even gonna look it up that sounds perfectly right i think i, I think do i you even too many fact check my uh yeah why not okay. it sounds like i can't imagine you're wrong if it's not 94 it's 93 or 95 yeah. oh 92 It's was close actually just to go back to make it another connection with dracula and vlad um he, he definitely died in battle but there's like people are unsure how exactly and where he was buried and like the, the one of the places they could pinpoint to be in his grave yeah when they opened up the coffin there's no body in there <laughs> so, No way. yeah So like definitely like stalker like all of that stuff is definitely the basis for oh, the novel, yeah. like, Different. but it's literally, like, oh, you know, it's not actually true, like, was because he didn't actually live in Transylvania, and they heard that fact, they assume all the rest was nonsense too, but, like, no, it definitely, whether, like, and is it, like, whether the stories about Vlad were true or not, yeah. uh, th- that doesn't matter, they were still the stories they were the Stalker Soros heard, material. yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently found in by accident in like the, some museum or in London. Like he just came across these old, because you know the printing press was still relatively, well, relative. Probably just fifteenth century. Probably was just yeah it yeah, it would be, yeah, yeah. Who's the guy? Who, who can you remember the name of the guy that created printing press? Is it Gutenberg? Um, I just like the only re- I, Gutenberg sticks in my head just because I heard it once and I just thought of oh like. Horny from Police Academy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. that, <laughs> and now I'm not sure if
0: I was going to say something like John Hewlett Packard or something just to mess with you. Uh, <laughs> George, uh, George Epson.
1: Gutenberg. No? <laughs> look up if it's Gutenberg, no, I'm not gonna look it. uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so like because the printing press was just around, had just. sort of popped up like that's why these records were actually kept there were probably uh, propaganda leaflets though oh yeah made by the Turks so a lot of stuff probably was exaggerated to, to vilify him yeah but either way it's why the stories exist brilliant if that was propaganda to like turn people against him like that probably just made it really easy for him to walk over people because people are like i oh, not standing in this man's way like oh, no, seeing yeah, what the he's thing. doing to
0: people it could have been like he's just like oh, I'm going to come through your land on my way to
1: fight the Turks, they're like what time would you like breakfast at? <laughs> yeah exactly, go right ahead sir. <laughs> Would you have you met my daughters? <laughs> <laughs> which one would you like? <laughs> Even like that thing about like whether he was kidnapped or whatever happened there but the, the father sort of sending him to to the Sultan as a sort of a peace offer, and like that's a, that's very Game of Thrones, that's very Game of
0: Thrones. That's your man. You, uh, the you right. man from the Ironborn guy. I can't think of his yeah, name.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's his name now, Reek. But, yeah, but uh, and that was the news as it was in fourteen thirty one. Absolutely. Well, no, yeah. The the papers were just jam
0: packed full of Titanic stuff, so it was really really hard to find stuff for this week that wasn't Titanic and you said so many people so many things about it yeah and, uh, I do miss reading about cutting wood for business yeah so I think if only was more
1: speaking of which we'll see you in the future
0: don't you I mean the past subscribe to us on iTunes rate us and tune in to us every Friday for more of yesterday's news today where the news is better late than never